On today's first round KO, Connor and I go through both the NFC and the AFC championship game, and we talk about everything that happened. All the plays, all the penalties, everything that happened in both championship games from this weekend in the NFL. And then we talk a little bit towards the end about the Matt LaFleur hire for the Green Bay Packers and uh, the Chicago Bears uh, losing Vic Fangio and getting chucked Let's get it. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW Sports Podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. It only took me... How long did it only take me? I don't know. However long winter break was, but besides the, but besides that point, no, I'm back. I am back, and uh, I am also back. No, I literally it's, uh, got back today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even bro. though I've been cranking out content. <laughs> uh, no, I've got back last Wednesday. Yeah, I got back last Did Wednesday. You? Yep, because I had to come back because I had work related stuff Thursday right. and Friday. Uh, but yeah, nope, I am back. Uh, draft video is online. If y'all want to go check it out, or if you guys so watch good, it, thank you, thank you very much. So good, go I was, check it out. I was super proud of that. Yeah. Honestly, I was very, very proud of that. Yeah, and uh, also a couple other videos. Video on Matt Lafleur becoming the Packers head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones are just kind of predictions. Don't look at the predictions from this last weekend. Just, just ignore that. That's fine. <laughs> I was wrong, so <laughs> as was just I. ignore that. But more vi- more videos coming out. I'm gonna be trying to do at least four videos a week, mm-hmm. maybe five. I might try to do daily uploads during the weekdays, but we'll see. But anyway, yeah, go check out the YouTube channel. Definitely check out the draft video though. Draft video is amazing. Anyway, thank you. Let's talk about football. That's what we're here for. That's what I need to talk about right now. Get ready for me to get worked up. It's no, gonna happen. No, it's fine because your your opinions are probably gonna echo mine. So, someone's got to be the earpiece for it. I just let's do it. <sighs> okay, let's talk about this. Shanti, Shanti, Ram Saints. <laughs> Mike's already dropped. He's done already. Okay, we need to. I'm gonna bring up like a dra- a drive because I want to talk about. I don't want to just talk about stats like we normally do for games. I want to talk about. The entire game. I don't even know where to start. This game feels like forever ago because of the second game. Oh, first of all, two overtime games. Thanks, Drake. Thanks, Drake. <laughs> I agree. Drake was like, "Haha, how can the how can all four teams get cursed?" Well, <laughs> multiple overtime. Games. There it is. First multiple overtime history. Terrible refs. Yeah. Um, yep. Terrible, terrible, terrible refs. Todd Gurley was fucking savage. Did you see his Instagram? Oh, I did. Oh, my God. We'll get into it. Oh, my God. It was savage. But anyway, um, I don't know. The biggest thing for me, okay, 
Now, a lot of people, and we'll talk about the end of the game coming up, but a lot of people, including myself, are like, you know what, the Saints should have won. Because, yes, they should have won statistically. We'll get into it with all the mathematics and stuff. But if you look at this early, uh, two field goals inside the red zone. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, especially the pick, the first the, or the, the first interception uh, for New Orleans where they got on the first uh, L.A. drive where they got that interception, they needed to score a touchdown on that, and they didn't. And I figured that would come back to bite them. But, like, they, they just need – when you're in New Orleans and you're in the playoffs, I mean, with any team, you just need to score in the red zone. Mm -hmm. You can't settle for field goals. Um, and, they, they, you know, that – it was just weird to me that Drew Brees, with two opportunities within the first 14 – or within the first seven minutes of the game, had two red zone opportunities – and didn't get a touchdown out of it. Like, how does that happen? I I was very thrown aback by that. Um, it also seemed to me like Taysom Hill was in a lot. Yeah, they really they really Swiss Army knifed him to to the shit. But out they, of him. he was in as like a he was in as a distraction for most of it. Like he got he did catch the touchdown pass, but that's really kind of about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean. When you have a guy like that who's versatile essentially everywhere on the field, I can see why they want to yeah. try to use him. But there was no – there really was no variation I think the I think Sean Payton just tried to get a little too cute and tried to get too creative on offense. Right. Tried to out Sean McVay. Sean, Sean. McVay. And, I mean, when you have a guy like Taysom Hill who – where you have the ability to do right. that, by all means, go right. for it. But it's you, almost, you, don't, you don't want to keep going into the well if it's not – and I don't mean to bring this up, but I, it's almost like the two-point conversion the Bear, for the Bears Eagles, I, where Khalil Mack went in. Not necessarily. I don't think. I don't necessarily. I don't think that was. Too, I don't think that was in, in a sense too cute. In a sense, I, well, just mostly because it's something that's. It was so. It was so. It was unorthodox, but yet common in a way because we've seen it already. And when you again. When you have pieces like that, you can kind of throw in. You have a creative mind right. like Matt Nagy, yeah. And now there's a there, now I will say that there were a couple, there were other offensive plays and other offensive sequences when when uh, Nagy tried to get too cute. Yeah. As instance, when the Bears did score that touchdown in yes. the following ensuing offensive drive, he takes it out of Mitch's hands and tries to run the ball yes, again. I That's agree. when he tried to get too cute. Whereas right. when he took the ball out of the guy who's took, he literally took the ball out of the hot hands. Right. So yeah, he was getting really cute that way. Yeah. But yeah, I do, but in a sense of Sean Payton getting too cute, in the sense of using Tate, uh, Taysom Hill, yeah. Oh like my, if oh my if goodness, you just yeah. play Drew Brees straight up with three receivers, he's going to beat most teams. We what? saw it all regular season, right? Like oh, hundred percent, yeah. I don't get why they had like I get putting in Taysom Hill once a drive mm -hmm. to do a cute play where there was a play last week against the Eagles. He threw a fucking dime to. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Mm -hmm. It was for a touchdown. It got called back for holding. But holy crap! It, like no, he can fucking, make really good no, throws, fucking and he's a very good receiver. Yep. He's very athletic. Like you said, he can do a lot. Yeah, you can really put him anywhere on defense, and he'll just find a way to make him. That's or anywhere on the in, on the field and find the way to. When make you have play. him on the field that much, and you rarely use him, then it becomes a wasted space where you could actually put a legit receiver. Like I'm not saying he's not a legit receiver. Like I don't no. think 
I, I don't He's think I'm ruffling feathers. You know how, you know how uh, college – what the fuck? I'm bleeding. <laughs> uh, you know how some college athletes, how they, they get recruited, not by position, but they get recruited as, as like, athletes? Like, that's an actual, like, recruiting right. thing. Yes. Like, he is, like, he is an athlete. He is, and it's it's he, becoming more he, common like, in he, baseball? Right, right. Like, he – like. He is Taysom Hill is positionless in the sense of he's just an athlete. I agree, which like, is fine. And I'm sure I'm sure he did come into he did he did uh, uh come into the league with a position. But in the NFL sense, yes, he's positionless. Pretty sure he's a quarterback. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, and to your point, to your point is when you when you have a guy that you use out there for sparingly, but it doesn't become sparingly, and mm-hmm. he's consistently out there. At that point, the at that point, the novelty of it wears off, mm-hmm. and then the defense knows. All right, he's out here a lot more than usual. They're up to fucking mm-hmm. something. And nine times out of ten, he's not touching the ball. And that's the thing. Like, he was out there a lot, but they didn't use him a lot. I'm and actually I, curious to see the I, stats. And so I why think, not use him more if you're going to have him out there more? Right. So, I mean, I don't. in, in a way, the Saints kind of play, play themselves. But at the same time, I think that was a great job by the Rams defensively to realizing he's out there. And we know, and we know he has this ability to do all these, all these different things on offense, but they're not utilizing him. They're using him. He's he's out there literally as a decoy. He's a he was. I'll call him the D back at this point, and not a defensive. He was the decoy uh, back yes. in, in that in this case. You want to hear Taysom Hill's stats? Yeah. Oh for one passing, mm-hmm. one rush for no yards. Yep. One catch for two yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Three plays. That he was actually used. Yeah, three plays compared to right. how many that he yeah. actually saw time on the field offensively. He was on so, the field a lot. So this, so that was a good job by the Rams' defensive mm-hmm. coordinators. Yes, to realize he's essentially a decoy. The other, like the the novelty's worn off. Just yes, pay him no mind. If he beats you, he beats you. And I'm glad you brought up the Rams' defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips, cooked up a beautiful plan so that Mike Thomas wouldn't burn them again, mm-hmm. and he didn't. He did not have the game that he had last time. He only had 36 yards, and they they shot him because he had a game oh, he went off last in week time. nine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, great job. I, I agree. Like, Los Angeles holding to New Orleans to 23 is a big, big thing. Especially the damage we saw them do. Yes. And, you know, I talked about Drew Brees not being able to score on those couple plays. L.A. kind of runs on Ben Don't Break. Like, they're not a fantastic defense. I think they're ranked 18th. Which is weird because you look at all that talent. They sh- At one point, they were a top-ranked. They're a top-flight defense, I thought. They were, but teams figured them out pretty easily. They just had they had a lot of playmakers. They didn't have a lot of chemistry. I'm going to say, they, the talent on that team yes. screams top-five defense, but for whatever reason, they pad it together, and then, it, as, as you mentioned, it just didn't consistently stay. Yes. And uh, you saw several teams figured them out. The Bears, for instance. Figured him out, mm-hmm. you know. And again, I, I I still think that was a great play, uh, a great job by the offensive coordinator for us and by Matt Nagy also. But again, yeah, it, it could be a talent too many chef too many chefs, you know. Mm-hmm. I I just uh, didn't think the chemistry was there, but I but they were bend don't break and they make plays and you know it works when they're going and yeah when you, especially when, when, when you they have, need a play you especially they find when you a way have to an offense play, like yeah. that yeah so it it seemed to work. Uh, great day for the brand because kicking was very important <laughs> uh, early yeah, and as we be, saw late. It must be nice to have a team for a team to have a kicker. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up. No, it's fine. But you did. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cody. Um, sorry, I had a little something in my throat. Uh, Greg Zerline. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Zerline 
um, with two field goals in the fourth quarter. And we then about the legs Zerline has on the him. The longest uh, game-winning field goal in NFL playoff history. Really? Yes, 57 yards. I mean, he has a leg. He's got a leg. <laughs> it was good from like 60. Yeah, Zerline could have punted kicked that one from 65. It might have been good to. from 70. Like that was a hell of a that kick. That sucker was still was still flying. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And that's great. And back to LA's defense. They went all in on their defense this year. They brought in Marcus Peters, yep. Aqib Tlaib. Mm-hmm. They uh, and Donovan Sue. They mm-hmm. signed up Aaron Donald so that he would play. Mm-hmm. Um, and they traded for Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler uh, created that interception in overtime. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge pickup. The guys came to play this week. And Marcus Peters was the one who was burned by Michael Thomas early in the season. Yeah, he's the one that wanted to step up and face him again this week, or yeah, this past week, and he did, and it worked. You know, it's good to see a team that go, went all out, you know, actually. And we, we saw it we, with the Eagles last year. Yeah, they put all the chips mm-hmm. in the table and was like, all right, fuck it. Yeah. Super Bowl or bust, here we go. Yeah, it's it's cool. Now, let's talk about this. <laughs> was there a flag on the play? Yes. <laughs> what flag would you have – let's play a fun game called what flag would you have called? All of them. <laughs> First of – all right, so – this is why I wish you we were a visual podcast oh, sometimes, right? I know. Because let me break this fucking down for all of you, okay? If you haven't seen this play, first of all, watch some football. Second of all, if you go do, watch this play. Third of all, if you like football and after you watch this, you're going to fucking hate football. You're going to hate the NFL. <laughs> yes. Um. So, again, I wish this was a visual podcast because, uh, you know what? Let's play this. Let's, let, let's do this, right? Let's do okay, this. Let's talk. I'm a receiver. Yep. You're a defensive back. Oh, okay. Apparently, yeah, so it's real fun in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, just yep. Oh, all right. So I'm a receiver. Ball's in the air. You're a defensive back. Yeah. You're coming in to make a play. Yeah. You make a play, but you don't make any fucking play towards the ball. You're coming at a B line, and you hit me, and you not only hit me, but you kind of hit me with the crown of the fucking helmet to my helmet. Knocks me out. The ball's not even there. The ball's still up there. Completely takes me out of the play. Just takes my ass out. Is that or is that not a penalty? By rule of the pass interference thing, is that not a penalty? Because last time I checked, (laughs) last time I checked, in order for you to not get called for pass interference or to even have a case against pass interference, you have to be making a, a legitimate attempt for a play on the football, or you have to get there after 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 or he makes the, the catch, same, yeah. right? After after the receiver makes contact with the ball, if it's after in his the hands, ball gets there, right? If the receiver makes has the ball in his hands, then you could touch him. Now, then you could blow his ass up. For here's all the I thing: can. the refs could have played multiple choice with this one. They could have, like you said, they could have called pass interference. They could have called helmet to helmet, mm-hmm. or they could have called unnecessary roughness hitting a defenseless receiver mm-hmm. because he very much was. Oh, it was it was he helmet. Was turning was cool. towards the ball, yep. <laughs> not looking for anything. So they could have called three penalties. Now, their explanation to Sean Payton was, we did not call pass interference because we felt in real time from our angles that the def- the defender, which I'm actually struggling to remember. Mikhail, Mikhail Nickel Roby or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was, was it Roby? Yeah. Was it Roby Coleman? It was Roby Coleman. Roby, it, it, yeah. it was Roby Coleman, yeah. Um. They they felt that Roby Coleman got there at the same time as the ball. He did not. Which I, I agree. In real time, I did not he see did that. Not. But from the angle, if that's – okay. If that's what their call was, 
Let, okay, let's... If if he didn't make a vicious hit like that, if it was a helmet or if it wasn't helmet to helmet and it wasn't as unnecessary roughness, if it was only possibly pass interference, and that was their explanation, I could live with that. I don't know. I could live with that. I don't know because there was so many other refs around, and there was another yes, al- there was another alternate angle that it was a fan angle where there were like half were two of the refs who were there at the, around were like half were like half assing paying attention to the ball, and then they Fair. look up like oh shit, Fair. incomplete. So. I'm just saying, it, I've I've refereed games, uh, uh, both basketball and football. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. <laughs> oh, Real-time oh, penalties not, and that kind I'm of not, stuff. I'm not discrediting that at no, all. these but guys are... But at some... No, I agree. But you're at the highest... But you're paid on the NFL level in a game that one team's going to the championship right. game, the other team's going home. Now, I right, I'm not making excuses for them. I think they right. completely missed this call and say, blew a game. In my opinion, I say throw the flag, and if you see I nothing, agree. deliberate with your receivers. If anything, just wave it off. I agree. I'm just saying, if that was their explanation and there wasn't anything else that they no, could have called. If it was just purely a pass interference I wouldn't call. be as angry with this. Okay. But <laughs> right, it was a helmet-to-helmet It was clearly hit, helmet-to-helmet. Leading with the crown. That's and my, he was a defenseless receiver. Fucking targeting at that point, he should have been tossed. You can exactly, which I don't. Yeah, that, they they implemented that new rule. Really? T- targeting, I believe, is a new rule in Didn't the NFL. Know that. Thought that was only college. I don't um, know if it's an automatic disqualification. Right. I think it is, but they did implement a stricter targeting rule in the Fair NFL. Fair enough. But still, again, there's two penalties that you could have called on that. Mm-hmm. If you didn't think it was pass interference, it's still helmet to helmet contact, unnecessary roughness. And now here's where it gets the, now. Yes, of course, New Orleans lost the game on a lot of other plays. Like I said earlier, they should have scored a touchdown on one of those two possessions in the Mm -hmm. first quarter. There's a lot of different plays. Obviously, no football game comes down to one play. But they they can come very fucking close to one play. When a play like that can lead to a team winning a game, Mm -hmm. that's when this starts to get ridiculous. Like, yes, obviously they could have won earlier, but they could have won right here. They did the math on this. I, uh, uh, Aikman. Aikman. Troy Aikman. He, or maybe it was Buck. One of them mentioned <clears throat> if the Saints get that first down because of whatever penalty. They, they could have iced it. They could have ran the clock down yep. because I, L.A. had one or two timeouts. They had, they had and it was like a, it was like a minute and 20 or something like yeah, that. They could have just ran something. the football, honestly. If you kneel it three times. With those timeouts and with everything else, the clock would have stopped at four seconds. Mm-hmm. That's the longest they could have ran it down. Then you kick a field goal. That takes five seconds off the clock. Legitimately, mathematically, the game was was the Saints. If it had, was over. Yeah, the game was over if if the flag was thrown. Like the Saints were legitimately screwed out they, of a, they out of a Super Bowl. Legitimately, should have won that game. Yeah, and it's it's fucking ridiculous. I'm not a Saint. I don't see. Here's the thing. I'm not a Saints fan. Neither I don't I. like the Saints. I I enjoy them because they have Drew Brees. They're starting to grow on me, honestly. <laughs> I was cheering for them both weekends. I've hated them for a long time. They're starting to grow on me. But that's the thing. I've never liked them. I'm not a Rams hater. I actually enjoy the Rams. Same. I like no, no, same. I'm a, you know me. I fucking say the praise of Sean exactly. McVay as well, yeah. But it's a fucking trap. I don't care what teams it was. I don't care if New Orleans. This if, is a fo- this is just a this is a purely football. If thing. New England would have lost like this, I still would have been pissed. Right, like I would have been happy in this a way. But I just, w- right. This is strictly a football travesty. It's and the thing is, terrible. when terrible, when all the league's top players from all across the league are going on Twitter and everything, 
calling you out. And this is it's not enough for the league to come back and say, yeah, we screwed up. Mm-hmm. It's not enough for the league to call Champagne immediately after the league and be like, yep, we screwed up. It's not fucking enough. Can if we- you know they fucking screwed up, there needs to be someone, someone on that field, whether it's in the officiating booth, up, uh, somewhere in the stadium or on the field. In New York. <laughs> in New York to make that fucking executive decision. Throw the fucking flag. And if you really, truly feel like there's nothing, wave it. Just fucking wave it. Wave it off. You have the ability to say, to just pick it up, wave it. There's no flag on the field. And we'll go from fucking there. You can't just... If this happens in the Super Bowl, if this happens in the Super Bowl, whether it's against the Pages or the Rams, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. How many times, Kyle, in the last half decade, or even in the last decade even, I'll even go back for the entire decade, how many fucking times... Have referees have been an issue in some of the biggest fucking games? Yes, I know you're. Yes, you're, yeah. The Dez caught <laughs> it. Looking at my. No, no, no. I'm looking further back than that. Seattle Monday Night Football. We. Yes, they were what? Re- they, those were replacements. Re- replacement right. But still. Right. So <laughs> yeah. So if if we go past a recent decade, because was that in the last ten years? I think so. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yes. So how many fucking games, Kyle? Have the officials? quite literally, screwed a fucking team out of a crucial point in the season. Yeah. How many times? It's ridiculous. And why does every fucking time it takes an official Pittsburgh screwing a fu- Pittsburgh this year! Jacksonville in the AFC Championship game! Oh my god. And the fucked up thing about this is that it takes the league fucking up on a monumental level for them to realize, oh shit, we gotta get this shit in gear. The Daz caught it thing, the talk rule, the replacement refs. Miles and Jack was the, down. <laughs> and, and now this. Now this is like, oh, well, now we'll review pass interference. Well, no fucking shit. You, this is, that's a fucking courtesy for you to say, Goodell. Because yes. you realize you fucking Did he scro- say that? He didn't, but the okay. league did, so Good. you know Goodell had a, had a say yes. in that. Now, but it doesn't matter. It was a fucking courtesy thing because yes. what are they going to say? Like, oh, we can't, we're just going to sit with our, our ta- with our tails tied between our fucking legs because we just fucking screwed a team out the Super Bowl. Here's, okay, there's two things I want to talk about. First of all, there is a legitimate rule Yeah, where Roger Goodell could restart that, not restart, but yeah, I can't call that penalty. It's some rule, article, something, it's, chapter, yeah. he's not going to do it. No. But he should. It's, it's in the rule book for a reason. Why would you have that rule and not do it? And here's the thing. it's not. I'm not saying do it tomorrow and have the the game rescheduled and have the players redress right, and all that pu- shit. Push, push back the Super Bowl. I'm saying when Roger Goodell, or when Sean Payton called Roger Goodell and he answers the phone with, the refs blew that call, that's not what you should say. You should say, hey, I'm going to invoke this shit. Get back on the field. It's first and goal. You guys have a minute and a half. A call should have been made to the officials right yes. after the game. They should have been like, get your sorry asses back in that Superdome. Make an announcement. Get their asses out I, there. We're redoing this. Like, I, I'm i not necessarily a huge – I think it would be very fun if they used this rule. They're, I'm not – My and, thing is, I want to know when this rule was implemented, was yeah. put in the league rule book. And if they're not ever going to use it, abolish the That's rule. That's what I'm thinking. Why, what, why have it as an actual rule if you're not going to use it? Right. And I know there's always that, well, we might. But that rule is so buried in the rule book. Are yeah. you really going to? Exactly. Exactly. And like I said, I don't want them to be like on Monday morning say, oh, they blew the call, so let's do the game on Wednesday. It's not even that they waited Monday morning. They called them at the end of the game. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If you know you blew a call, Re- invoke the rule. Have everyone stay in the stadium. Everyone's there in uniform. Right. Have them stay in the locker room and make it, like, delegate it. Like, talk, like, have a little delegation with your guys from across, from like, from New York or whatever. Yeah. Don't award the trophy just yet. Make exactly. an announcement to the fans. Like, hey, this game is over, but it ain't quite over. Yeah. 
and then make exactly. a final decision. Like I said, I'm not. I wouldn't. I don't think I would be a huge fan of that rule. I think it would get a little too crazy if they started to actually use it. But if you're gonna have it, at least use it in the playoffs. If there's a time to use it, should be a playoff rule. Fuck the regular season. That shit happens all the time. Right. But in the playoffs, if that if this kind of shit happens, why not if this restart the on game? The conference championship game. Invoke the rule. I agree. Invoke the fucking rule. Now, here's the other thing I want to talk about. There's going to be a couple of rules that I want to talk about. First one. Well, on, the other one is with the next game. We need to start implementing. Apparently, they've already said it. I didn't even hear this, but we need. they need to start reviewing penalties. Not all penalties, but stuff that you can review. But my thing is, if they can go in and review Every single if the if the booth upstairs can can review every scoring play and all of that yes and targeting rules because yes. they can review those they, to see if that's a disqualification they can review they re- review twelve men on the field they already review twelve men on the field yep um uh, uh well no that's a I think that's a judgment uh the delay a game delay, delay a game I think, I think that's delay like, a game is a purely judgment well, delay a game actually is I've actually heard about this yeah it, a dude watches the timer he's not watching the game he is focused on the timer when the timer hits zero he looks up and if the ball isn't snapped that flag should be then out. you they hit a button or they tell someone mm-hmm. so actually when it hits zero you can still snap it right then because it you know you have a moment for them to look up so there, there's that kind of stuff offsides you know holding uh, no holding you can't get, you, you can't holding hold. i wouldn't there's want really holding on every play if Let's you watch offensive linemen there's holding there's on every holding play. every play but like Pass interference. Helmet to helmet, actually, would be a very good one to helmet have. Helmet to helmet, I'm, to my knowledge, already is or should be if it's not. If I, helmet to helmet is already reviewable, why was that not looked at? I agree. I complete Because it wasn't called a penalty. I don't give a no, fuck. No, that's what I'm saying. So There doesn't have to be a penalty. So, there was clearly a helmet to helmet hit, and that was the first thing that made contact. Look at so the here's, shit. Here's another thing, and I know this is... We're ranting, I know. But, so you... Okay, so if a player... Looks to be down at the one-yard line, and then they stretch, and they score a touchdown, but the ref calls them down at the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. Then a a coach has to challenge that and waste a challenge on that play. Mm-hmm. When, in retrospect, if you don't call him down and you call it a touchdown, it gets automatically reviewed. reviewed. So why call plays dead? I hate, hate when refs call plays dead. It happened... Oh, it happened with Cleveland and Baltimore, and it cost Pittsburgh a fucking place in the playoffs where plays get called dead, and then, like, shit just doesn't, like, I, and it happened. Was it the Bears-Eagles with that ridiculous fumble call? Yep. That was weird as hell. Yeah, because technically in the rule book. Yes, I know. How the thing was, like, if nobody picked it up and everything and all this stuff, the ball should technically still go to the team yeah. who had it and blah, 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 blah. But apparently, the I think... <clears throat> Because no one picked it up, yep. then it can't be ruled a catch. Right. That it literally says that in the rules. Mm-hmm. So I mean they followed the rules. But it's that's why you can't call plays dead like that. If you if you see a guy lose a ball, you're like, oh shit, okay. I mean, play it out, we'll review it. Right. That's why we have review. Exactly. And that's when I like on a side note, part of me is also just like if you're a football player, and this where Rodney Harrison said this at the end of yes. game, like it, he made a great point. If it, if you see a ball on the ground, fucking go for it. People do it all the time on incomplete passes. Right, they just people fuck. pick it up. Right, just in case. That's what you're. So supposed in a way, that was do. a mental lapse on both yes. teams. But at the same time, yeah, I it, completely it, agree. But yes, so 
on this thing. It's the same thing as calling a touchdown rather than down at the one. Mm -hmm. Call a penalty, and when we start enforcing this rule, if you think it may not be a penalty, you can say, let's go take a look at this. And I know it's probably going to slow games down, but in the, I'd rather in, in have... some of the biggest games of the year, I would take... Exactly. I would take, a, what, a game to be five, exactly. ten minutes longer if it means they're making a legitimate effort exactly. on making sure those big penalties or those big calls on big plays... If they get it fucking right, and I know I will stomach, yes. I will stomach regular season games being longer for the sake of them getting plays right. Because I think the same people who bitch about them about games being longer are the football games are supposed to be long. This isn't yes, baseball. I agree. This isn't baseball. Uh, which they're actually shortening up the time of playing baseball. Which is fun. We're right, but they're supposed to be long. But the same ones who bitch about it being long, I guarantee you, are the same ones who are just up in arms more so than we are about how horrible the refs are. Mm -hmm. And they are, but I guarantee you're going to shut up a lot of people and kill two birds with one stone if you just make at least, at least 85 to 90% of these calls, of these of these penalties reviewable. And, I'm, and I know I keep harping on this. And I know I keep harping on this. And you, and you said it was because they didn't throw a flag initially. But they put so much emphasis on player safety. They've put in new rules for targeting. They put in everything. He did not lead with the shoulder. He did not lead with the hands. He led with the helmet. I and I know I'm and I and I'm and I'm gonna say this. And I know we, we're still gonna talk about it. But my thing is this: if you're so fucking anal on protecting a quarterback, if a fucking pinky hits him on the helmet and you call a penalty. How is it that a defenseless fucking receiver running full speed and another guy coming to him perpendicular, full fucking speed, who could run into him with the crown of his helmet, that's not called. A receiver, that's not looked at. A How is that not looked at? Exactly. But if you breathe on a quarterback, oh. hell breaks loose. <laughs> we'll talk about that. I know, I know. And I, I didn't want to dive into no, it. No, but we won't. It, but it was... Not yet. I, I had to compare no, the okay. two. Because the hypocrisy of well, it. Well, and... Okay, when a receiver catches a ball, you're supposed to brace for impact because you're going to get hit. Right. When you're going for a catch. And the ball's not even in your not, fucking area code you're yet. You're not supposed to be getting hit, so they don't brace for impact. That's the whole term, defenseless receiver. Yep. And, ugh, it's just terrible. Like, they, like there's no way to, to go around this. They fucked it up on so many levels. Now, Because, like you said, there was yes. about four, di three different calls yes. they could have made. And they well, four, fucked. targeting's a thing. I didn't even know about that. I'm pretty sure targeting's a thing. Oh, my God. Now, okay, here's the last thing I want to bring up with this topic. I think referees need to be fined. Yes. For missing calls. Yes. Like players do for making big hits, you know, for Im for impacting player safety. Or, or, or fucking celebrating. Robbie Coleman honestly should be fined for that hit. And Robbie Coleman himself said that he fucking hit him, and yes. it was pass interference. Yes. He was like, yeah, that was pass interference. I don't know. Fuck. Which, I mean, as a defensive player during the moment, you're not going to be like, yeah, of course I hit him. But I'm what I'm saying is— No, but is, no, he legitimately said, I hit his ass. It was pass interference. When it's something like that and it's not called, the ref should be fine. Yeah. Fuck that. If, like, you, if you can get a fucking dude like celebrating on the third pump fucking Key and Peele style, and, like— a, a Michael Thomas can't use a cell phone. Right. Then on, the, on a rule, on a celebration rule, that's supposedly a relaxed rule now. Which I get. You can't use props, but that's fine. Right. Which I don't necessarily get, but whatever. It'll probably be relaxed in a couple ne in the next couple years, probably. Yeah. But I'm just saying, when refs miss blatant calls like that, especially in the fourth quarter of any game, I don't care if it's a regular season. In this case, 
they need to be fined. They need to be held accountable. That or at least suspended for a game yeah. or something. Yeah. They need to be held accountable in some yep. way. It's ridiculous. It's no. stupid. Who was uh what if because I remember during the Chiefs Rams game that the league made sure they put their like A plus plus squad out there for that game. I hope for the sake of the leagues for the for the sake of the league, you know, for the shield, because you know the league doesn't give a shit about the players, they just care about the shield. The shield. Um I for for the shield's sake, they better put that A plus plus team out there for the Super Bowl because well, they are gonna fuck this one up. You have to like earn your spot into refing a playoff game. I don't give a shit. Well, no, yeah, like, that that's makes a real thing. No, no, I'm, I yeah, oh yeah, the, yeah, because the, yeah, the, the female, because like, the, the the chick the, at the it was the Chargers yeah. New England game. I don't know if she there's a this point weekend. system. There's a point system. Is there a they, point? Yeah, that's what a, it is. Because yeah, they yeah. talked about it a couple of seasons. Which is really cool. They talked about it a couple of seasons ago with the point system. That's why Hockey League's been in so yeah. many and Which, a few others. If there's a point system, and oh, I guess I don't know how it works. So maybe do I. maybe they already have this, but there should be like some sort of negative effect there should, on there should be, bad right. calls and that kind of. Yeah. Which maybe there is, but then when you when you get negative points, there should also be some sort of because. Oh no, you didn't ref the playoffs, which I guess you probably miss another payday. I don't. It, paydays are probably a little bit. You know, it's probably yes, a playoff bonus. Yes, you know. I, uh, yes, but and you know, and maybe they don't necessarily have to be an official like on the field, but they can be like the the alternate official or the yeah. official up top. They 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 don't necessarily have to exactly. be a line judge know. or a referee. But yeah, no, my 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 thing is this for the sh- for the sake of the league, you know, for the shield, they need to put whatever officiating team that they want through hell and high water to make sure officiated that that Chiefs Rams game to make sure that game went off as advertised it did they need to make sure that team times a thousand is at the Super Bowl yeah because if they suffer another monumental fuck up especially given one of the teams who's in the Super Bowl again oh lord the shield is gonna be fu- there ain't gonna be a there ain't gonna be a crack in the shield that damn thing gonna be shattered by the time by the end of the league calendar so, with all that said, like I said before, I don't mind that the Rams won. Neither if they do I. If they would have won clean, I would have. I'd be perfectly happy. Yeah. With it. I... So on that note, congratulations yes. to Sean McVay, yes. Jared Goff, all of them. Congratulations to the Rams. It's a very fitting chapter in the ever-growing legend to Sean McVay. Right I agree. It's I a, completely agree. It a tainted way to to add into the to add a new chapter in the book. And that's it. I don't. I hate that it's tainted now because Same. now everyone's even if they win if they win. Everyone's Everyone's gonna be, oh, they, they shouldn't have, been, have right. They should have been there. Drew Brees should have been it in the sucks. Super Bowl. It really sucks. Right. Because I, I, like I said, if they would have won clean, they were just the better team, which they kind of were, but they weren't. <laughs> like, if they would have just won, I would be perfectly right. okay with it. By hook or by crook, the legend of Sean McVay continues. Yes, I agree. Now, while they're, now we'll all be forgiven if he if he beats New England. Yes. Remain. Probably. <laughs> I'll tell you straight yeah, up. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you straight for up. For me, yes. yeah. Yeah, for me, yeah. It ain't Sean McVay's fault. He got it. The dude got blasted. Exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, yeah, so. Um, but oh. I, I am with you on this one. It, it sucks that this is going to that it's gonna yes. be like slight like asterisk on Sean McVay's record now. But One more thing on the Rams before we move on. Yeah. I saw my favorite thing in the L.A. Rams organization <laughs> oh, on Twitter. Boy. Did you see this video? Of Sean McMahon's holdback guy. Oh, Sean McVay. Or Sean McVay. Oh, the holdback guy. I, I I favorited it on Twitter. It was hilarious. I, I loved it. I think that is amazing. I Sean McVay cannot control himself enough. He is too emotional and too invested and in these games. And he's almost in the way of the receiver. He's of always referees. on the edge of the sideline, like almost on the field. And he has a designated guy on the coaching staff 
to pull him back when referees come running because if a if a referee runs into him or any player that's a penalty mm -hmm. that's interfering in the play which should have been called against the Steelers in uh Super Bowl 43 42 something like that anyway on the James Harrison pick mm -hmm. but you know what i mean yeah. like that's just fucking awesome I want the Rams to win He's so much more. He's the strength conditioning coach. He's the strength and his job, it's so fun watching him too. I've never noticed it, but they sh they have a compilation of him literally mm -hmm. watching the ref and watching McVay and like dancing around with his hands almost around his waist the entire time. And when a ref comes they're running by, the, he just grabs they're him. They're literally doing the fucking tango. And McVay in his mind is like, okay, if someone starts pulling me, I need to move. So as soon as a guy touches him, he starts moving back. It's so, so great. I think I retweeted it. You did. Well, I'm trying to remember what account I did. I think it was NFL or NFL Film or something. No, like that. what account I retweeted it with. I can tell you that right now. It was either first round KO or is it was yours. It, it was, was your, mine. It was your personal. All sing two K eighteen. Go check it out. It's freaking hilarious. Or you, you could even say who tweeted it. I, that that works too. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna go back and look right yeah, now. I, I just strongly found, this, I just found uh, Steph Curry just biff it in this game. So <laughs> yeah, it's a tale of two games in that one. Clay Thompson went eight for eight on three pointers, mm -hmm. but then <laughs> Steph just biffed it and airballed the three. <laughs> I love it. Anyway. Okay. Enough NFC. Yeah. <sighs> Talk about the legend of a player. I need to, like, calm down for a second. This is, okay. <laughs> nah, just let it out. I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Unchain it. I feel bad for Drew Brees. Same. He should be in a second Super Bowl. He should. And I, I don't like... I think, I think that's where the most of my, like, anger yeah. came from. It was, like, for real... And all... I, it, as much as I want to say it was like 80-20 or 90-10 refs, yeah. it was like 50% the refs fucking screwed the Saints. 50%, oh my God, we might never see Drew Brees in another I Super know. Bowl. Like, I, he, I've i never liked the Saints. My first Super Bowl that I watched was Colts Saints. I was cheering for the Colts. I hated the Saints ever since. But, like, I didn't mind them this year for whatever reason. I was cheering for them. And now I, mean, I how just, can you hate Drew Brees? It's hard. It's really hard. I'm starting to like him. You have to be like the ultimate Tom Brady. I ain't gonna say the term, but y'all, but <sighs> you guys who are exactly that know who you are, and you can't say I'm wrong. But now he but, literally legacies were changed because of that call. Now we're not gonna get another Drew Brees Super Bowl. He might not ever get another one. No, and he should have had. And one. this was a it, magical year for him. It sucks so bad. It uh, it sucks. And talk about and. The legacy of Drew Brees, yeah. We can go to the AFC Championship game, and the legacies of the legacy of one particular—I mean, really both, but one in particular—on yeah. the not good end. If you're Kyle and I, actually, in its in a sense, it wasn't a bad way. To, it wasn't a bad way. It was a nice. It was a. I think it was a a notch up on the legacy chart. Patty Mahomes, people, because think about it: second year starting. Breaking all these records, AFC title game goes mono y mono with Bill game. Belichick. Yeah, a hell of a game. The legacy of of, pa of Patty Mahomes just now. The completion percentage may not tell a story, but the rest of the stats do. He mm -hmm. outplayed Tom Brady. Yeah, in my opinion, he did. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. To a one touchdown, two interception. Can I just say I want his I want his workout routine, or I just want to be blessed with whatever arm strength that oh he has oh my fucking god <laughs> dude is incredible one of them i'm i'm starting to get the games mixed up in my head but there was there's I, a couple in the two passes come to mind there was one where he's rolling out left and he throws off his back foot just a fucking dime that was a laser into someone and then another one where he's rolling right and just a 
perfect. Like, it looks like his upper body's in perfect form like in the pocket, but his bottom half is running, and he just delivers it a bullet. Reminds, it reminds me of this one Kevin Hart bit where he's talking about, like, the running ostrich. It's like, his yeah. head was this way, but his body was this way. It's, <laughs> it's incredible to watch. This dude is incredible. He's I, a freak. I love him. I can't remember who it was, but someone like, someone on Twitter said, like, weeks ago, while it was still, like, the regular season, that what Patty Mahomes is doing is is almost on the same level of when Steph Curry, like, just yes. broke, like, finally, like, hit his stride I and agree. just revolutionized the game. His arm strength is incredible. And he has that crazy mobility to do yes. it. Well, that deep pass, I, it, it fell incomplete, but that deep pass to Tyreek in the end zone. Oh, he... Mm. Both of them actually. He, Tyreek dropped one of them. He overthrew Tyreek. How do you overthrow Tyreek Hill? You have to have an arm. You have to have a fucking cannon. <laughs> you can't overthrow Tyreek Hill. Could, could, could run wherever. Could catch wherever the light touches. This dude's and he incredible. Now, okay, and now here's the thing. I don't want to. Com- actually, I do want to compare. Let's do it. He's Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm not just saying quarterback, like playability and everything like that arm like not even just that he doesn't have a defense <laughs> and he didn't get to touch the ball in overtime in the playoffs because like, the rule is stupid but... oh we're gonna get to that <laughs> <laughs> trust me man i've been singing that song for the last four seasons but like i am i wrong to make that comparison he's mobile he has a great arm he's accurate he doesn't have a defense with him take take out the Take out all the surrounding team aspects and and just necessary, and just, and yeah, just, and just uh, focus on like the. That's like true. The I think his right. offensive weapons have been right better than right, but Aaron we ha- probably right. But if we take out the other weapons, offense and defense, yes. and just look at the players' ability, yes, exactly. I would go on. I would honestly go on record to say that his arm strength probably a little bit better than Aaron's. Oh, easily. His mobility is much more. Have you more seen mo- him warm up and throw as far oh, yeah, as he, he just can? Guns the sucker. It looks like he's there. He stands on one goal line and he'll throw it at least yep. seventy-five yards. Like his mobility, he's quick, and I think that a lot of it has to do with because yeah. he's sh- he's also shorter. Because you know, shorter people typically uh, have a little bit more mobility and agility. Um, the the only thing that I think still remains to be seen, and he showed a lot of growth in that. Well, I mean, we're going to see if he has a lot of growth in it in year two of being a starter, mm-hmm. year three in the league, is his IQ in the pocket and mm-hmm. intelligence and awareness, which is already pretty damn good. I think in right now that is the only thing where I would say Aaron Rodgers is supremely oh, just tr- Aaron Rodgers. like Trump's fuck. Like Aaron Rodgers has a fucking <clears throat> computer in his head. He's one of the smartest football players. Yeah. I would almost, I might say Tom Brady might be smarter than him. Tom Brady's up there. Tom Tom Brady Tom Brady because here's the thing I'm as far as like the if I had to think of all the great quarterbacks the ones that I've been that we've been able to watch yeah like the Pey- Peyton Manning was the, I think in my opinion was the smartest of them all yes I agree but as far as as far as a quarterback who can like think on the fly yeah. and really innovate Aaron tops them all mm, I, yes Aaron's got to be because he can because he he'll improvise really on the fly and he has that ability to but whereas Peyton well, and Tom whereas Peyton and Tom they could see. They could see different things coming yeah. a mile away before they happen, whereas Aaron can. But if that doesn't happen, he's like, "Oh fuck, Plan Z." See, but and okay, Z so works. here's the thing. I've thought about this. So there, there is a lot where Tom Brady will audible out of a play and it'll work perfectly. Oh, we we saw that yeah. last on fucking Sunday. But here's the thanks, thing. Tony Romo. That's a big. That's a big thanks to the coaching staff 
Because what the Patriots do, and, to- and Tony Romo talked a lot about this, the Patriots call a play, and they have a backup play in that same formation. Mm-hmm. So all Tom Brady has to see is if you're going to run to the right and you see that the safety's already coming down to read it. Kill, 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 yeah. You kill, 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 you run the opposite play, and you know exactly where to go. It's so, nine times out of ten, Julian Edelman up the middle if you send yes. Brock out wide. Jesus. And so that's the thing. I, and maybe, maybe that's the case for Aaron, too. But Aaron, it almost feels like he sees these plays coming, and when he audibles, he just audibles to a completely different play. People have to move around, and then it's not necessarily the best for that. You know, like, he knows what's going to come if you if we run this play, but then we change it, and then it it's it's weird. So I do – I want to say Tom Brady is very good. He's I think Tom Brady is one of the smartest because I think he is not – one of the most skilled. I would put Peyton and Aaron both above him and sk- definitely Aaron. Oh, Aaron's but I a hundred times but more as far skilled as, than Tom. But as far as Brady versus Peyton, I would put Peyton over Brady as far as ability. Accuracy, I would give to uh, Peyton. Arm, they both don't very have very great arms. Oh, Peyton had a fucking cannon for a while, dude. That's true. Peyton had a fucking That's true. cannon. I'm just saying, like, Brady has been able to do more with less, in my opinion. Oh, and easily. That, and that... Uh, tributes to his smartness he knows his limits and he knows what he can do and i it, obviously the coaching staff does too so i they, still think that peyton was the smartest one of them all that's fair and then and th- that's and then, hard to argue and we're still not even talking drew Brees here in this in this argument I think either drew Brees is just talented <laughs> dude has it dude has the accuracy i think he could probably hit a pin needle from 40 yards out dude is incredible with accuracy but anyway let's talk about this actual game I don't even know where to start. Kansas City started off slow. You can't do that against New England. No. And, you know, right from the start when they went up 14-0 or what, right. they went. Like, on, and, and that's my thing. Like, it just doesn't matter because – and Romo was talking about this during the game yeah, too. 14-0. Like, everyone was talking about the Patriots coming coming into this postseason. Like, they are not the same New England Patriots as far as talent and everything. It's really just Tom Brady, Gronk, and that's it. <laughs> The score was 17-7 going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, that, that and it's thirty-one to thirty-one. I'm gonna say that's look at all those scores. But my thing is that it doesn't matter whether this Patriots team has an immense amount amount of talent on it, or if it has, if it's only limited to like four players. Like in my opinion, it still is. When you have the greatest mind in NFL history, two of the greatest minds I like two to of add, the two Josh McDaniels, one of the. One of the best offensive minds yes. in the NFL and then, currently. And then the currently. best offensive mind. Or the best the best football mind I, I You have the best I, football mind in the game's history. Yes. And you have one of the and you have the best offensive mind in this in, in this generation of football. I'm not gonna put him up with fair. I'm not gonna put him with like the greats. Right, right. Because Josh McDowell is a damn good guy, but we saw what happened when he became a head coach. It didn't work. Well that's my benchmark. And I know I, he had. I'm, that's why I'm saying offensive mind. Like I'm obviously right. right. I think he would have done wonders with Andrew Luck. <laughs> Probably. But anyway, right. Yes. But my thing is, you have the best, one of the best offensive minds in this generation. I still think Sean McVay trumps him. And you have the best mind in in the game's entire, however many yes. le- years the league has been around history. Ooh, but what about Nick Saban? Nick Saban gets to pick his players every year. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Honestly, he gets to pick the best players in the country 
every year. Continue. And they probably pay a few of them, too. Anyways. Probably. <laughs> anyway. And you have, as much as I fucking can't, as much as... See, you, that's the thing. I'm praising know, the Patriots a lot right now. Same, same. But I and fucking I, hate and them. And I want to throw up in my mouth because I fucking same. hate them. But... I'm trying to but be I have, But I have been openly honest with my openly... My open hatred of the Patriots, but my high, high regard of respect for Bill Belichick. And Tom Brady might be the one athlete in all of sports who I fucking hate. Yep. You know I hate him. Mm-hmm. More than Jimmy Butler. You know I hate this guy. Yep. <laughs> but it is so fucking hard not to fucking realize that there is talent there. And when you have those guys in McDaniels, Belichick, Brady... Edelman. Edelman. Edelman on one team. Edelman's you fantastic. can't start no. slow. Yeah. You can't. And letting off a of 14, like, okay, so if we compare the two games, if New England would have started, instead of getting 14-0, they would have started 6-0, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But when you go down 14-0, even when you're Patrick Mahomes, that's incredibly yeah. hard. Even at home, even, you're playing Tom Brady in the Patriots. When you have a defense that, that – isn't that great yes. to begin with? It, it hit its stride, but it ain't that good. The defense is just, it's, it's ridiculous. Especially, they get a pick in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, and then the offensive line costs them. <sighs> and, he was, and he was across the line by he a, was. By a and good I'm, fucking I'm not saying, that was a good call. Yeah. You can't blame the refs on that one. That was a very oh, good call. Oh, that was offsides all the way. It was a very good call. Yeah. But. Most people might not have even called that, honestly, which is so, funny enough. Let's talk about the refs. Shall we? Let's go back. Can I just open it up this before we go back? How sure. How many fucking times are in just the, in the last few years have we always had to, have we had to New England her. Patriots referees calls? How many times have we had New England Patriots and is it a catch in the same sentence? How many, because I swear how many to God, times I, have we seen the New England Patriots, Tom Brady, and the refs getting real fucking buddy buddy? Too buddy buddy. God, I'm surprised he doesn't jersey swap with the refs. Honestly. It okay. Probably. I'm trying to think to of the. I'm trying to think of the two. One of them did get overturned. Yeah, one of them did get overturned. One got overturned. The one, the one that was close to the sideline. It was on second down. It ended up being third and ten. I do remember that one. But then they converted on the next play anyway. Yep. But there was the one, and I'm trying to remember now. Was it Hogan? Yes. Was it the one, was it the one where he laid out and caught it with the one hand? Because that looked like a catch to me. He, he laid was out. Was that the one? Because he kind of laid out he with had one hand. Yeah, he had it by his shoulder. He had it with one hand, brought it in, and he and it was a whole process thing. Because see, here's the they thing. simplified the catch rule, but there still needs to be a process. To me, it to, to me, me it didn't really look like it hit the ground, but I <laughs> really. However, however, I was getting there. However, okay. I initially did it, but when the body made contact with the ground, when it started to start to jar mm-hmm. loose, mm-hmm. that's where it became iffy yeah. for me because I was just like, if it's a process, did he fully establish possession throughout throughout the process from when he went down? And bobbled or whatever. Oh, that's and then right. When he they was have touched. to survive the ground rule. Right. See, okay. 
Because if it was just a ground thing, if yeah. it was just a ground thing, then I would be like, yeah. For her. It yeah. definitely looked. Now I have to watch the play again because I completely forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They have to survive the ground. It's the, it's the entire process of the catch. Yeah. Because yeah. okay, from what you I have remember, to maintain possession throughout the entire thing. From what I remember, he the ball like he has it up by his shoulder in one hand against his body, and while he's going to the ground, the ball it looks like it's still loose and it hits the ground, which. In most cases, that's incomplete. Most, but now yes. I'm. Oh, now you got me thinking. Yeah, but yeah, right. No, in most cases, that that's, that's an incomplete. You're right, mm-hmm. and I com- I'm a completely with you. Yeah. If we're just looking at that, then then I would have been like, yeah, incomplete. Right. right. But that process thing, it simplifies the catch rule, but it also makes it not like it doesn't make it like Des Bryant level tricky, but it makes it tr- but it makes it pretty fucking tricky, because you have to establish if that's possession. Or if the or if his body jarred it loose, and if he still maintained possession, because if it pops out and you still bring it in when you're on the ground, you can that's still technically a catch, mm-hmm. as long as you know it's you 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 firmly have it after it bobbles, in the air or whatever, and then you're downed. Yep. It just becomes super tricky at that point. Yeah. So that's where the Hogan catch was like super iffy for me. Like I didn't want to outright say, "Oh, that's a catch," or "Oh, that's not a catch," because the it was that process that made me go, uh, both teams have a case here. I know. And and this is where I'm I'm also with the referees where if it's if there's not like irrefutable in this you know, undisputed evidence and everything like that, you keep the call. Yeah. You just you just keep the call because you can't you if there's no clear cut evidence, exactly. you just gotta fucking keep it. Which which that, I, I that's do why understand. The, that's why they're different that's why there's the difference of the call stands and the call is confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. I can't find the play that don't have it on ESPN right now. That's but a um I'll find it later and I'll look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So the other one was Edelman on the punt. What was your th- what was your call on that? Cuz okay, here's my thing. Yeah, you're going to On on a, on a yeah, play like that. Yeah, yeah, walk walk me through your your, your yeah. mindset here and On a I'll... play like that, which as close as it fucking was because it comes down to pixels and camera angles on that one. I would have said, and this isn't because I'm a Patriot hater or whatever. I would have said the play on the field or the call on the field stands because they called it a, they called it that Edelman touched it and the chiefs picked it up and ran it for a touchdown. I did not think that there was indisputable evidence that he didn't touch it. No, to me, to me, it was too close. You could make an argument for either he didn't or he did touch it. And I, it's just hard. Like, I knew, well, when they were making the initial call, I was thinking to myself, whatever this call is, it's going to stand because there's no way they're going to be. That was Mm -hmm. before they even played the replay. And then they played the replay. And, like, one of the angles, it looks like it misses. But then in the other angle, it looks like it hit. And then in one of the angle, the other hand looks like it missed. But then the other angle, it looks like it hit. It, it, It was way too close. Um, it was way too close to overturn, I thought. And then they overturned. That was a huge play in the game. I just, I don't know. Re- again, refs, and I, that one I can't complain ab- about too much because they used the replay system and they went to mm-hmm. at New York and they changed that. So, you know, if they felt that strongly about it, that's fine. Um, So I guess I can't complain too much. I don't know. It just sucked. For Kansas City, they really turned the game around. 
they I think that would have gave him a either a lead or a bigger lead. I can't remember at the time, but I don't know. It's it was just weird. It was it was a really weird game as far as penalties. And speaking of, <laughs> let's talk about this. Well, actually, what were your thoughts on the punt? It, it was a tricky one. It was a real not enough one. evidence. The play's got to stand. The play's got the play's got to stand. And I know it's super close. I I know it was it was super close. And like you mentioned, it literally came down to someone had to literally have the perfect fucking angle, or had to have like been in the middle of that oh. to see it. But if there's if there's not enough evidence to overturn, I know. And in a way, and this is where in a way I can see where the refs are going. Because on one end, they're on one end, it's if there's not enough evidence, you have to keep, you have to, you have to let it stand. But on the other end, it's also technically a scoring play. So you have, so you, so there's other things you have to take it, you have to look take into account here. There, it touches his club. I swear to fucking god that it touches yeah, run his it back, glove. Run it back. Run I it back. swear to god. And now I, I do remember. I again, I can't complain about this play too much because on like two plays later. Brady does throw an interception off of Edelman's hands. And I tweeted, he did touch that one. <laughs> but, um, no, so look at this replay, right? It's this next one. Okay. Or no, it's that one. Okay, watch the, watch that, watch this finger right here. Yep. Sorry that this is not visual. All right, so I'm, watch I'm, that I'm finger. That. Oh. Watch the glove bounce back. Oh, 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 that, that's a touch. That's a the, touch. That's the angle that I saw. Yeah, th- the thumb doesn't go back that quickly on in the snap back. No. Oh, yeah. But, then on the, but see, then but then that's weird because then you look <sighs> at this angle and the ball's way weird. That's but, what but I'm you saying. Can't see. It's an it's an angles thing. It's so hard. It's an angles thing. It's it's literally a complete judgment call. But in that in that regard, the play's got to stand. Exactly. There's that's what not I'm enough evidence. It's way too close to call. But like I said, they literally threw an interception and then the Chiefs scored on the ball. The don't lie. Play. Although that that changes time of possession. It's weird. Hey man, ball don't lie. <laughs> Fucking ball don't lie. I saw literally. Tony I'm not Romo tweeted like uh, he, he he said that he was like there's a phrase in basketball the ball doesn't lie. I was like I fucking love him. I'm like, not kidding you. While that happened, I was on Twitter after I tweeted that six tweets in a row had the phrase ball, ball don't, don't lie in it. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I fucking love that phrase. It was pretty good. Yeah. So all in all, okay. And then we well the last penalty that we have to talk about this fucking. This fucking roughing the passer call. I was outraged because I didn't see the play live. I was I was playing cards with my family because I was trying to spend time with my family before I came home. Yeah. And I'm playing cards and I hear I see the ball go incomplete on a third down and I go, Oh yay! The Chiefs will get the ball back. And then I hear pat or roughing the passer, and I was like, ah fuck. Okay, that sucks. They show this replay, and I shit you not, I got up and I screamed. I said, are you fucking kidding me? That's not enough. Where in this is roughing the passer? I get that you can't hit him in the head, but he doesn't hit him in the head. He doesn't hit him in the face mask. He hits him in the chest and the shoulder pad. And and, and the thing is, the thing is, you're right about all that. But you want to know the funny thing here? That it's Tom Brady? (laughs) Yes. But, But you want to know the crucial part about this? Run the replay back, and I will tell you exactly where to pause. Just keep your finger on the pause button. Run it back, and I will tell you to pause. And I want you to tell me what you see. That is very crucial to this, okay? Okay. All right. 
run it. All right. Now keep it. Hang on. Hang on. Are going to the replay? Hang on. <laughs> okay. Hang on. Don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Don't do it now. The ball's still in his hands. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> it's not roughing the passer if the ball is still in his hand. Unless it's a low hit. Which or it head, wasn't. Or a headshot. Which it wasn't. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, officiating class in high school. But the ball okay. is still firmly in his hands. Let's assess the situa situation real quick, too. Okay. Chiefs up 21-17, right? Yes. 7-07 right? to play. Yes. We go to the play-by-play, -play and we go to the scoring plays. Yep. Let's see here. Ah. A couple minutes later, touchdown Sonny 24. Sonny Mitchell, touchdown, yep. And that was a third down play. Yep. That's a game changer. Yep. Again, yes, the Chiefs could have won at multiple moments. If they would have scored early, it would have been a more competitive game, and they might have won. I could, I completely get all that. You don't lose on one play, but you lose the opportunity to win on certain plays. And this is, and remember how I said the hypocrisy, um, the the hypocrisy of the league. Now how that's that? a play that need, that can be reviewed. Also, it can that hit, any roughing the passer call. I think can be, especially with the new rules, landing on someone with full weight. Yep. I think one of Clay Matthews wasn't. I, I a couple and of them the were. They're so up their ass on protecting the fucking exactly. quarterback, which is fine. Um, because saying, it's completely fine because we've seen quarterbacks get fucking murdered. Because back there. I think you can even attest to this. Watching the Green Bay Packers without Aaron Rodgers was. Awful. Yes. As an as a football fan, it's awful. Oh yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's atrocious to watch. The league is better. Jimmy G with a, or the 49ers without Jimmy G, terrible to watch. Yeah. The league is better when your premier quarterbacks exactly. are upright in playing. So I get it. You can review the low hits on the ankle on the legs. You, you should be able to that. review any fucking hit that's you laid on review, the quarterback. Exactly. I I if want that. that. If they're that protective of quarterbacks, review anything that happens on the quarterback. Because then when you get shit like this, that a ref thinks. Oh, I think I he hit him on the head. You can review it and say he didn't. Penalty doesn't stand. But, but the thing is, if he did hit him, he grazed him. And, I know, but, but what even I'm saying— a, But above all else, the thing that also bothers me about this, he the ball was still in his hands. Right. It didn't leave. Okay. It's not roughing the passer. I, I clicked on By that. By that rule alone, it's not roughing the passer. I mean, okay. It, unless he like clear, unless he like flat out cold clock. That's him, what I'm thinking though. Then it's okay. roughing the passer. I want to see something. But he didn't cold clock him, and the ball was still in his hands. If okay, if if he get if a quarterback gets hit low or in the head, while they still have the ball, you can float. You can throw the flag whenever that's you what want. I, okay, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. You can throw it whenever you I, want. This then. ad is playing, so I I, I just want to see. The yeah. So, let, I, so let's 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 watch it again. No, no, no. I want to see. Okay, they don't show it. Maybe they'll show it in the replay. Yeah, the replay they. I want to see who threw the flag. Because if it's the back judge, yeah, think about it from his angle. Where is, does, does the flag come in somewhere? Oh, back, uh, judge. back judge. Back judge. Back judge. Also, very late flag. Yeah. That was a very late flag. <laughs> let me let me just time this out for the for the listeners at home. All right, ready? All right, all right. Here we go. <laughs> well, actually, I didn't need to go back that far. Okay, all snap right, up the here ball. We go. Here's the hit. The ball's out right of right here. Ball out of the hands. One, two, three, four, five. Flag. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very light flag. But anyway, I judgment call. Okay, pure judgment call by the judgment back judge. Judgment call. 
However. However, there should be replay. That's yes. what I'm saying. Back judge, if you see a hand go flying in front of a quarterback's face, you can almost dis- not. You shouldn't assume. But did Brady's can- head snap back? Can we run that back? Did, did, his, did his head snap back? His head went down. But because but, of but, the but, but the shoulder. But no, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Because of the shoulder. The impact of the shoulder and the chest brought yeah, his head down. Right. So I can see where a back judge would be like, he just hit him in the head. Right. But that's where the replay needs to be. That's what I'm saying. I'm all for judgment call yes. flags being yes. thrown. But in the case of a quarterback, if every hit is reviewable, yep. every hit, it doesn't matter if it's a low blow, high blow, chest blow, whatever yep. blow, I don't care. If every hit is reviewable on the quarterback, throw the flag. I Make agree. a judgment call. Make the call. Go to the go to the guys upstairs. If they're like, yep. yeah, no, it wasn't something. Wave it. Exactly. exactly. Wave it. Exactly. Exactly. Now, one last rule that I would like to talk about. Overtime. I'm going to make, make this short and simple for you on my opinion. I don't like the rule. I have been on this rule for about four or five years. Okay. Ever since they cha- they updated it? Yeah. Okay. I've been on this for a while. Because it used to be straight up sudden death, right? Yeah. Where you could kick a field goal in the first possession yep. and win. Yep. Then they changed it to... If you if don't you, score a touchdown, yeah. the opposing team... If you team. kick a field goal, the other team has a chance right. to retort. I okay. have been on this rule for years now, man. Why the fuck is it that college football got it right? Mm, college football got it right for them. I would not want to I, see the college I, football... I want the college rule in, in the NFL. I don't... Because ag- I, I think both teams should get a chance to score a touchdown. Yes. I like that aspect of it. I don't like NFL teams starting on the 25-yard line. That's so. That's that's fun. on on the 25. Like you know how college in, in the that's fine. Drop them back to drop no, them back no, no. to a touchback. Okay. I yeah. Drop I guess back okay. To, drop them back to the area of the touchback. They don't have to adopt the full college rule, that. but put them on the 25 on the other end of the field. Make them work their way up the field. Okay. They don't need to start in the red zone. So Just that gives me three way. options then. I kind of like that. I like starting at the 25. Right. Not Im- the impl- opposite 25. Right. Implement the same college rule. I don't rule, mind that. But, put in, but start them on the opposite 25. I don't mind they that gotta at They got to go to distance of the field if they want to score. Here are my other two options that I've come up with in the last 24 hours. Keep the rules that you have right now. Yep. Add in the fact that if New England scores that touchdown, if Arizona scores that touchdown, that Patrick Mahomes, that Tom, or that Aaron Rodgers get a chance to answer. Why, if you can answer field goals, why can't you answer a touchdown? Mm-hmm. I get that they should have stopped him from scoring a touchdown. Kansas City has a shit defense, okay? Let's just not talk about that. Uh, they should have a chance to answer either way. Why not just keep it all in place and say, if you score a touchdown, the other team gets, no matter what happens, if you score, the other team gets a chance to answer. So, you score, if Patriots score a touchdown, say the say the Chiefs come in and score a touchdown, then you go into sudden death. Then if you can't stop them a second time, then the Patriots deserve to win. But the Chiefs didn't even get a chance in overtime. I'd so, hate that. So that sounds like an alteration to the college rule, whereas... I It's an alteration to the NFL rule. And a little bit of the college rule, because they're saying if the Pages score a touchdown, yeah. the Chiefs should get a chance to score Yeah, I'm saying well. it, it'd and be the same... And if they score, if it, the Chiefs score, then it's not, then it's not like right. college football where, again, it just keeps, it keeps trading off. It's the same alteration they made, but they made it with field goals. I'm making it with touchdowns, where before you could win with a field goal and yep. it's just sudden death. But then they said, okay, if you score a field goal, you can match the field goal or okay. win. 
Now you should just be able to match the touchdown, try to stop them for a second time. And then and they then, would still do the kickoff and everything. Yeah. After. Okay. Just, so so that is essentially yes. an alteration. So the NFL now, will implementing a college type thing. Here's yeah. the other one, which I don't think they would ever do because it might add a lot. It, it would add a lot more wear and tear. But as for a product standpoint, it would probably be pretty good for ratings and for fan feedback. Just have a fifth quarter. Just play another quarter. Just add another 15 minutes on the clock. Let them go at it for a fifth quarter. Oh, I don't know. If, yeah, I think I think I, th- I like I for, said for the safety of the players. I don't think that's a that good one's idea. not very likely. Like I said, yeah, but one, I mean, I'm gonna say for, it, maybe it, not 15. Maybe just the 10 minute because it's already 10 in the overtime. Yeah. I think. Then what? Add, then what's the difference of just calling it overtime compared to a fifth? Because quarter? you don't end when someone uh, scores. Uh, you play uh, the full 10. Uh, okay. Then you add for another last second field sounds, goal. Just sounds like extra innings, but yeah, the extra innings rule. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I, I, that could be a that could be a possibility. Yeah, those are those are our three options. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Let us know what you want. <laughs> right. I think for me, I would just do they start on the on the opposite 25. I wouldn't mind that. And they gotta work. And yeah. it's essentially the college rule, but they don't start on the 25 closest yeah. to closest to their to where they gotta score. They gotta but start I, on the oppo side of the field. Although they are trying to eliminate kickoffs, so I exactly guess they, they're trying to they're trying to take the fun out of kickoffs, which sucks. But I get it. <laughs> two grown men running full speed at each other, right? I get, can only I get, end one of two I, exactly. ways. So I get that, but I like the kickoff, so I want that to stay in. So but do, if they so don't, do then maybe yeah, it may maybe if that's a great if, option. If they if they want to fix if they want to fix the overtime rule, and if they're still adamant on not running too many kickoffs to promote player safety. You have to adopt a college rule. The mm-hmm. alteration being you start on the oppo 25 yeah. and work your way up. Um, So, with all that said, congrats to the Patriots. I ain't saying it. I'll, they made it to the Super Bowl. I don't give a shit. I, I, now. Help us, Sean McVay. You're our only yeah, hope. I, I know. We're going to talk about Brady's legacy later in the week. That's fine. We'll talk we'll we'll talk about that later. I don't want to we've already I was, gone I was going to say love him or fucking hate him. There's yeah, a legacy exactly. to discuss. Exactly. And here. we will discuss that later in the week. Right now, I have two topics that I want to briefly discuss with you. Okay. And I have not told Connor these <laughs> topics. Right, y'all should have seen my face when he told me. I was just like, "Oh lord." So my the, first slot was Cody Parkey. The first, I'm trying to think of what I want to do first. I honestly thought you were going to talk about Cody Parkey in the Today Show because I could go on a half-hour tangent about that. We'll talk about want. that on Friday, too. We can. That's fine. You want me to rage on that one? Because, Lord, I kind of do, yeah. So. Oh, you're going to get all of it. Let's Okay, we'll, we'll we'll start with the easier one, probably that you you might not have as much to say on. We'll start with that. Okay. Matt LaFleur to the Packers. Yeah. What do you think? What was your initial reaction? Have you changed your mind? My initial reaction was, was that really the best fucking option? Okay. And then I, I agree. And then my first, and then right after that, after a day, I was just like, maybe he wasn't the best option to them. But if you think about it, how many teams who had coordinators and everything allowed or gave permission for the Packers to interview them? You know what I'm saying? They interviewed 14 <clears throat> people. Right, but one of them was just Josh McDaniels. So I mean, who knows? Because I mean, the whole thing. I think even taking a gamble on Josh McDaniels is, I think. Picking Josh McDaniels would also have been a gamble because here's the way I look at it. The moment Belichick goes, they all go. They all go. So you don't I don't think McDaniels takes over if he stays? No. Really? See, I think that's the reason he stayed. He. It might be. 
I th- I said this on Hawk Talk you when did. he de- when he backed out. You did. Yeah. It might be. It yeah. might be for him, but I personally think there will be somebody else who takes over. That's fair. I think McVeigh goes somewhere else when Belichick leaves eventually. Uh, McDaniel's. McDaniel's. Yeah. I think. I think McDaniel's leaves. However, if it was a case where the Packers think that he's going to be the heir apparent, then by all means, good call on not offering him a contract. Yeah, My, see, that's the thing. He he said it's either Packers or I'm staying with the Patriots. So I honestly think he was like, okay, well, I'm in line for this Patriots deal, but the Packers. I thing, personally would have gone with the Packers because you know, oh well, yeah, you, you know, you're still going to get an X amount of years with Aaron Rodgers, right. whereas. The, you don't know. The clock is has yeah. been forever ticking on Tom Brady. I completely agree. Maybe he wanted to go to Green Bay, and he actually did, but then they didn't want him. You know that I, right. that could be a thing. But the way I look at it, and I was looking at the offensive numbers and everything when he was with when he was with the Rams, and then when he left, okay. and then I was okay. looking, at, and then I was looking at the Titans and all of that. And the biggest thing that came that popped up in my head was, and you know that I that I love Marcus Mariota. You know I'm a, you know I've always been a big fan of mm-hmm. his. Even uh, even in college, I was I was a huge Marcus He's Mariota just, fan. <clears throat> He's, he's injury-prone, and he doesn't have a whole lot of talent around him. But I went back and I watched Alexis some of the stuff, and the schemes that he ran with the talent that was on that team, <clears throat> and I'm thinking about it, you swap out that talent with the talent you have in the package with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, Aaron Jones at running back, you know. Jamal uh, Williams at running back, too, yeah. Yeah, Jamal Williams, you know, uh, Randall Cobb. Uh, well, Cobb might not be staying, but. Uh, Devontae, Equinemius. Hopefully Kumaro. <laughs> Right, Kumaro, yeah. hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look at the schemes, and and, and you even mentioned it with Aaron Jones and, and Jamal was like, they ran that two-back system really well in Tennessee. And they uh, with, ran with, it with, very well in L.A. Yeah. So, you look at it, you swap out the talent. Scheme-wise, to me, it makes sense. It made sense after a while. Like, sort of, the first day and a half, I was just like, wow, the Packers are really, I was, I, yes. I, I won't even lie. When it first happened, I texted. The first thing I texted was like, "Really?" And then after that, after after our little text conversation, I honestly was like laughing. I was like, "They're really fucking wasting his prime. They're really fucking wasting a- Aaron's, Aaron's prime." The Bears are the, the divisions. The Bears next year. Then the next day, I was just like, I, "I was like, okay, let me actually look at this." And I looked, and I was just like, "Oh fuck!" I did, and for those of you, like I mentioned earlier, I did a video on yeah. Matt Lafleur and the Packers. And I thought you explained everything very well. I, I did some digging the, in that. The scheme, you look at the you you if you you, you just swap the talent. Well, it yeah. makes well, sense. And here's the other thing with the scheme: he's ran three different schemes. He ran one scheme with Matt Ryan and the Falcons when yep. he was the quarterback. Well, he helped Matt Ryan through the quarterback. The, he was the quarterback coach. And I believe that was the Super Bowl year, MVP year. Yep, for Matt Ryan. Um. Then he ran a different system. He brought life to Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. Right, in the they, LA they, they figured out what worked with Jared Goff because Jeff Fisher couldn't. <laughs> yes, and it was a lot of play action. I was just said, well, Jeff Fisher can make Jeff Fisher would make Aaron Rodgers look like a mere mortal with his play. <laughs> Jeff calling. Fisher coached both Nick Foles and Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the last ran, two quarterbacks of the Super Bowl. Yeah, and he ran them both because um, you don't know how to coach quarterbacks. And. And then he ran a completely other a, a new system with Tennessee. He's because very he, because he had, he has a different his quarterback in Mariota was different exactly. than the previous two. Mariota was more mobile. He's than, able to adapt. He's he's very, very adaptable. He knows a lot of different schemes. That's why I think this is such a good fit. And because I think that's why the Bears were even looking at him intently. Yeah. When, uh, when they had canned John Fox. Exactly. A, 
adaptability mm-hmm. and they need and you need a coach to adapt to the play style of your quarterback especially if you think he's going to last longer than your quarterback because once Aaron leaves, you don't know he, what quarterback you're going to exactly. get. Exactly. That's that's another that's another big. You thing. could get a pocket passer. That's another big thing too. Yeah, you guys have to worry about that a little bit more so than exactly. than, than the Bears because Trubisky's the guy. Most and, likely, and yeah, you know, right. oh, he's for sure the guy. And you, but you know, you have him for a long time. The clock Aaron, is going to start exactly. to tick on Aaron. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. I just think there's so many up to- upsides to Matt Lafleur. Uh, if you want more of my explanation, go watch the YouTube video. You want to know what I think was the, the first great thing he did? Mm. Petten stays. Yes, yes. And you and I talked about this. Both. <laughs> yes. You and I talked about this when they fired Mike McCarthy. Yes. You and I both agreed. Whoever comes in, they need to they need to make sure that they do anything possible to keep Mike Petten because you saw what the defense became. If it wasn't for the injuries, and if it wasn't and for the players it, like him, the yeah. players love him. They love playing for him. Yeah. And we've seen numerous times. I keep and I and I honestly. I hate to keep bringing this up, uh, you know, from my from my fan point side of things. But again, you look at the Bears; it works wonders when you have a coach who a knows what the fuck he's talking about, and b that the players love to play for. Exactly. It worked. It worked. It worked for Mike Nagy. He had the immediate buy-in effect. It, the defense probably isn't going to lose a step now that they have Chuck Pagano, a guy that everywhere he's gone, they said that he's a great coach. They like him, and everywhere he's gone, the defense has has done very well. Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. the Colts, even though they did struggle after a while, right. there wasn't much talent there Risk, towards the end exactly, of his yeah. run. I like But Pagano. when you have a guy who knows what the fuck he's talking about, mm-hmm. A, players love to play for, B, good to fucking Super Bowl caliber talent. Actually, yes. I'll drop that lower Above average to Super Bowl yeah. caliber talent on your team. Yep. C, yeah. that deep, whatever side of the ball better be damn good. Yeah, I yeah. I and love the fact that the offense is going to be rejuvenated, rejuvenated now, just with the new hire. Absolutely. That's that's the biggest thing that I think that I think Packer fans should be really happy for. We saw the, the couple games just with getting rid of Mike McCarthy. Right, what the entire team had a different, not even so much off. The entire team just had yes. a, had a bounce to its step. Exactly. It. Like it looked like it looked like night and day. You didn't realize how lethargic the Packers looked before until they canned McCarthy. Yep. Now imagine a full season with them. I know. Finally, I get my prediction that the NFC North is going to be the best division in football. Mm-hmm. Um, the other biggest thing as far as coaching staff within the Packers, the great thing that they did when they brought in Matt Lafleur was they fired Ron Zook, the special teams coordinator. <laughs> Our special teams was atrocious this year. Good God, I don't need to bring up the L.A. Rams game. <laughs> oh, oh Ron Zook. Yeah, he, I'm glad he was gone too. But, yeah, they. I think they kept the quarterback coach, and they kept another offensive coach. But then it was just those two. Everyone else was gone. They kept most of the defensive people. I think one or two might have left for other jobs. Oh, and we have a new coordinator. Yep. Uh, the, the Jacksonville coordinator. Yep. Which I love. Yeah. Running game. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing with Matt LaFleur. He's going to be able to do a lot of running, which we have now with Aaron Jones. You guys Jones. have two legitimate running backs. I agree. And aren't doing the makeshift bullshit. And and then that's that was Aaron Rodgers' prime when we had Ryan Grant. He was a average running back, but he could he – Above could, average. He, he, I personally like Ryan Grant a lot. Right. He – he made the defense respect the run. Oh my goodness! And then yeah. you hit Aaron Rodgers with that play action and his uh, playability on the outside. Right, and that was when you had an above average to slightly good running back. Now you exactly. have two 
really good young exactly. running backs. Exactly. He's going to be able to do that. And a we good saw receiving it. core. He did it with Gurley Jimmy and Goff. Graham. He did it with Gurley and yep. Goff. A lot of people want to cut Jimmy Graham because of his Why? contract. I fucking – I don't get it. If they are going to do that, they would have sent him to a one-year. Everyone says – everyone's been saying cut – don't sign Clay Matthews. Duh. Duh. Uh, they're saying cut uh, – they want to cut Jimmy Graham. They want to cut Mike Daniels. And they want to cut Nick Perry. Oh, you mean like – hang on. Two of our best defensive I was, players. I was, I was just about to say, two of those players really bailed you guys out the last couple seasons. Nick Perry plays through injuries most of the time. Unless he absolutely can't. Like, I get that he's hurt, but, like... You can say the same thing about some Bears fans, but, wow, y'all got some stupid-ass, non-logical thinkers People like they're base. paying too much on those... Con- we still have a shit ton of cap room. Yeah, and you guys threw the fucking book at Aaron Rodgers and still have cap room. Exactly. We have a lot of young players, too, on the defensive side. We have, like, three rookies on the defensive side. We have, like... I think we honestly have, like, six players on rookie contracts. I think honestly, some Packer fans are just too arrogant for their own good. It's it's ridiculous. But some, anyway, some are too arrogant for their own fucking good. Enough Packers. All right. Last topic I want to talk about. And now I'm fucking curious because if that didn't elicit a lot of reaction out of me, according to you, what the fuck is this one gonna do? <laughs> I swear to God, is it, is it Cody Parkey? No, it's not Cody Parkey. Okay. I promise it's not Cody Parkey. <laughs> but oh God, we are staying in the NFC North. We are going to Chicago. Okay. What impact? Well. Vic Fangio leaving have on Ooh. your Chicago Bears? Ooh, you know, that is honestly a really good question. I, I personally, I, I, I'll I, let you think about this and think about what you want to say. Because I think I already have my mind made up, but I do want to hear what you have to I say. I personally love this. <laughs> I bet you fucking do. As I sit here in my green and gold. <laughs> Fangio made your lives hell. I personally love this <laughs> because as good as I think your defense still will be because of the personnel, I don't think, I think it was better than it should have been. Because I do believe your secondary was still a little weak. I think your best player was Eddie Jackson. And after that, it was kind of a drop-off. Kyle Fuller stepped up. He definitely stepped up. Kyle Fuller's a pro bowler. Yes, he definitely stepped up later in the season. Most of it. After week one, let's be real. Um, but other than, I mean, other than those two, it was a little suspect. For, I, I don't like Prince of Mucamara. I didn't like him when he was in Jacksonville. I, I didn't like him when he was in New York. I'm not a huge he, fan. He's, he's, so, he's He can be solid. He's getting up there, too. The Bears are going to look young. But, like, you guys have a really good defensive line. You have fantastic fucking linebackers. Jesus Christ. Yeah, our depth is still – because we still have yes. Nick uh, Kwiatkowski, too. Jesus, that's right. I'm, I, but I just think without that – unless you guys replace him with, like, the next fucking defensive guru, which I don't I, – have you guys rehired yet? Who, a defensive coordinator? Yeah. Chuck Pagano. Oh, you did? Ch- did I see that? Pagano's our, our, is, is our D coordinator now. Okay. We got him like three days after Fangio left. Not even. I think I might have seen that. And we also made a couple other like hires on the def- like a few new defensive back yeah. coaches and everything too, and some line coaches and secondary coaches. So the de- so our defensive coaches okay. staff looks fucking great. I but <laughs> go I on. Pagano's a step. I I like Chuck Pagano. I literally said it like two minutes ago. But I do think he's a step down from Vic Fangio. So do you? Th- what are your thoughts on this as far as your Bears go? If there's going to be a drop-off, I don't think it's going to be as noticeable. And I, let's face it, Vic Fangio, for what, however many years he's been in the league, he was one of, if not the best defensive minds in football. I agree. He probably currently is the best defensive mind in football today. 
If if he isn't one, if he isn't number one, he's in the top three. Yeah. I'm trying to that think. is that is non-negotiable. That is an undisputed fact. If he's not an, top one, he is top three. I might make an argument for Belichick. Belichick is just the best overall mind. That's what I'm saying. But like I'm I'm just saying Patricia. We thought Patricia was the success. But he went. He didn't do shit with Detroit. I mean, obviously, it's one year. He's got. He's got time to. But the guy that. The, but the guy that New England has as Steve Kerr right now, they were saying that he was really. They. I'm they, just saying they I were mean, willing Belichick, to let Patricia go because that next hand that they had, they oh, like, that's they fair. they okay. realized that he was fucking ready. Yeah, I got. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to think of who the one of the best defense. I would put Greg Williams up there. Yeah. I would honestly put Mike Patton up there. His stats before he came to Green Bay were fucking amazing. He's had. He had. Top ten defenses for like twelve years straight or something like that. So he's up there. There's someone I'm forgetting. I would still put Fangio's still. Fangio's top definitely three. up. Yes. Top, Fangio's top three. Yes, for sure. Pagano, again, you saw the work they did with Baltimore, with mm-hmm. Indianapolis. He's no Vic Fangio. Let, let's just, let's yes. just get that out right now. He's no Vic Fangio. There is not going to be another Vic Fangio in the league for a long time. For a long time. Fangio just knows his shit when it comes to defense. He's a great defensive mind. Yes. As I just said, the best, if not top three in the league. Maybe in league history. Definitely top ten in league history. That's for damn sure. I agree. That being said, that's not disrespecting Chuck Pagano. The only reason why I think it's kind of just like, oh, is there, there going to be a step down? Is because Chuck Pagano has to follow Vic Fangio. That's the only thing. If this was, if we had some other defensive coordinator and Chuck and Pagano Char- came yes. in, we'd be like, "Holy shit, yeah. this is great!" And see, we the t- only—that's th- the only thing here. It's just the fact that yeah. he's following I, Fangio. Yeah. I agree, uh, and we touched on it. Like Pagano, you know, he he did decently with Indianapolis. Oh, that defense was, was really good for, with Indianapolis, and then there's just zero talent there. Exactly. Everyone got so hurt with and talent like and, that. Yeah, it, may, it, it might still. And work. again, he ha- he has all the fucking talent in the world with the Bears. This talent is probably just as good, if not better, than some of the teams. Nah, his Baltimore Ravens teams were still pretty solid because he had because he had uh, T Sizzle and Ray Lewis. Who is Baltimore's defensive coordinator? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they they were fucking amazing. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm gonna have to look it up. So, in all honesty, I don't think the defense might take a slight step down, but it's gonna be like like a quarter of a step, if that. I'm not worried about the defense. Okay. If the question here is, am I worried about the defense? Absolutely not. Yeah, I no, th- not. I, I do think that there needs to be pieces added. I do think we need to get a little bit stronger on the secondary because we already know that we're good up front. The front seven's solid, and if we add another weapon to the front seven, Lord have mercy on every quarterback's soul. But I loved the hire. Okay. I loved the hire, in all honesty. Were you sad to see uh, what's-his-face go? Oh, naturally. That, I, I was I was sad guy. to see him go, but he earned it. Who is that? Fangio had never had a head coaching job in his entire NFL career. He had Fair. been an assistant or a coordinator for what, 17, 18, 20 years? Mm-hmm. If there's anybody in the league who deserved it with the reputation that he has, it had to be Fangio. And now he gets to go to a team and look at the defensive weapons that they have. He has yeah. Von Miller. He has yeah. a few other guys. He has Nick Chubb. He has a few others. Again. Denver's defense is going to be very, very scary again. Not to say that they ever were not, but they're going to be scarier. Yeah. Fangio deserved it. Am I sad to see him go? Yeah. Yes. Did he deserve this? Yes, he did. Yes. Is Chuck Pagano a great fit 
for this Bears team and everything, especially with all the hours he came in? Also, yes. Should be. All, all in all, I am happy. Okay. I am very happy with <clears throat> with the events that transpired. I would like to throw Dan Quinn in the defensive mind. Agreed. Uh, Dan Quinn, yes. Conversation. Yes. He we we other- saw what he did with in, in Seattle. But yeah. he had the honestly, le- he I, had in the Legion of Boom and with and the Falcons I'd too. I'd say yeah. what he did with the Falcons, yeah, because the you Falcons, know when everyone didn't get hurt. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, yeah. All right. Cool. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, catch us Wednesday. We're gonna do another show. Yes. So tomorrow for hey, you. Hey, do you want to update them on the new thing that we're doing? Yeah. So that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it, but you know, I guess take it with a pinch of salt. Um. I wouldn't necessarily say pinch of salt. I'd say yeah, I mean, it, I would say pay close attention to it, but don't. Yeah, this is most likely going to happen, but it's not a for sure thing yet. There's some kinks to work out. But anyway, we are moving on from our spot of <laughs> SoundCloud uh, home base because I found a new uh, host for the podcast. I'm not going to mention it yet until I get it's, the it's un- everything's been crossover. Sure. Yeah. Um, as well, the of, transition is taking yeah, place. Yeah, there is a transition happening. Some changes will be made, um, but uh, when all those changes are made, obviously we will update everyone. And yeah, I, and it's not going to be anything big. Like the, no, there's no. still going to be. It's literally just. It's literally just a domain switch. It's, yeah, it's just going to be. It's the podcast aren't going to be on SoundCloud anymore, but they're going to be on a lot more services. I was, was going to say like this is. I mean, if we are an exclusively SoundCloud listener to this, mm-hmm. then. Yeah, I guess this would kind of suck for yeah. you. Yes. But assuming that you have other options, like if you have an Android, this works for you perfectly. Yes. If you have an iPhone, it's you're probably same. already listening on the podcast app, realistically. Yeah. And if you're not, then this works perfectly for you. If you have both and you're a Spotify guy, hopefully, hopefully. and it looks like it kind of will, this really works for you. Because if you're anything like me, I've 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 actually started to drift. Like, there's only certain podcasts I listen to on the podcast app now, yeah. and most of them I just go on Spotify now. Oh, like ours, I go on Apple Podcasts. Right. Like a few others, I go on Apple Podcasts. Nah, I'm most of Apple them. Podcast, yeah. Most of them I just go on Spotify because fucking I'm paying. For I it. just haven't done it through Spotify. I just I'm just too accustomed to that. That makes one. sense. That makes sense. But I also have Downcast for Wrestling Observer. Cause, ah cause yes, yes, subscribed, yeah. and you can't do that now. So basically, what this domain switch is going to do, it's it's going to help. Because if <clears throat> if you guys have noticed, the whole like we're really branching out here with a whole lot of different things. You know, mm-hmm. with the YouTube page really taking on its new life. Mm-hmm. You know, the Twitter page forever staying active. Mm-hmm. The Instagram page. You know, now that especially that we're that we're both back in the same area code. Mm-hmm. You know, is re- You know, before break, it really. It really started to uh, have have a whole bunch more life and everything too, with with live stream capabilities and all of that. This new domain switch allow allows us to do more, branch out more, and it also gives us a few new bells and whistles and things to play with mm-hmm. that <clears throat> will help us. Right. It'll definitely it'll definitely help yeah. us. It'll definitely, I believe, it'll it'll definitely improve the it'll it'll improve the quality of the podcast as well. I think so. <clears throat> And it also adds a few new dimensions to it, which will heighten, you know, the, you know, the, there'll be a cool, a few new cool, a uh, cool things, uh, mm-hmm. some, some new cooler things. And in the case of, you know, in the event, there is like that break where Kyle's in Tomahawk or, and I'm back in yes. Illinois, or if 
if I'm somewhere in the country, wherever Kyle's not. Exactly, yeah. This still gives us an opportunity to churn things out like we're in the same room. This gives the us... The difference being we're just this, not in the same basically, room. Basically, this will give us the technology that we've been looking for to do long-distance podcasts. Right. <laughs> Which, and it also helps to get some more guests and everything. Would though. have been very nice over break. <laughs> but... Oh God, if we knew this before break. Holy I know. Shit, dude. <laughs> Um, Honestly, I would have I would have recorded a, I would have recorded a bit while I was at the draft, but uh, but the, but to top it all off too, this is going to help me specifically financially. Oh my goodness! Um, because currently I am paying for a Spotify uh, membership. I guess it would be yeah. a monthly fee to host the podcast because on a free server you only get like three hours worth of uh, of storage um so i have to pay for that unlimited stuff on this new one it's going to be free unlimited storage and a stronger opportunity for um advertisements which i'm sure listeners probably don't want but there's going to be some advertisements they're not going to be long they're going to be less than 30 seconds and it's just going to help us out because we're college students exactly and we're putting a lot of time into this right so i mean and i mean more so I would definitely say more so, more so you, because I mean this was, I mean this whole thing has really been your brainchild, and I right. came, and I came in like smack in the middle of it. Well, more than in the middle of it now, but yeah. Right, right. I mean, but I was, like, I was like, <laughs> you came in episode eighteen. Right, like Seven, full, like full, like full time. Yeah. I came in episode seventeen or eighteen. <laughs> yeah, but realistically, I mean, it's, this is essentially your brainchild, right, right. and you put in a lot of work for it, so mm-hmm. you should rightfully try to reap some financial exactly. reward for it exactly it's just so. yeah like like i said like uh that's a big reason i want the youtube channel to grow is so that i can you know start, start monetizing. monetizing and that kind of stuff and you know and that's now my goal with this too which it, it's been my goal but now it's an, a very achievable goal where uh i can start to earn, earn something off of this too so it's just right. gonna help it's not you know it's not like it's gonna be my job where i'm gonna make enough to live off of just quite yet but oh wouldn't that be if we eventually turned into, if, if, we it t- does. if we turned into one of those people you know how there's those like youtubers who have made enough there's like this group on youtube that i love they're called the side men yeah they make a whole like they they monetize they've monetized so much with like their following on each of their respective channels and like their own respective group channel and everything they got famous like streaming fifa and everything yeah. and now they do a bunch of other stuff they have like a house they have That's, a house yeah, like, that they just like live in together that they've literally paid because of the stuff that they do i would just yeah i would love if i could do this kind of stuff multimedia for like this for a, for a living like yes. that would be amazing oh my so goodness. yeah i'd be in, i'd be in for the long haul yeah, with that exactly and that's the goal and so that's what i'm going for and that's what we're looking at with this new host so uh the change could happen as soon as tomorrow <laughs> it may take a couple it may take a week i don't know yet right. um like i said there's some kinks to work out um but as you might have already noticed, some of the podcasts are missing on iTunes, which kind of sucked. But, uh, yeah, so. All, all episodes still available on SoundCloud. Yes. Go find us on SoundCloud because they're all still on SoundCloud. I but, would throw um, that in the description when you make the description. I think I, well, I mean, it's going to be on SoundCloud. Yeah, I will. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so just expect some changes when they're fully uh in place then i will go into more detail about everything but as of right now yeah expect some changes nothing huge but 
everything for the good. Oh my goodness, so much good. Yeah. But anyway. I mean, the only way this could go, as it's always has been with this podcast, as in case you guys haven't noticed, I don't know if you've noticed, but everything's just been going up. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just really just going to take us to a new stratosphere here. I agree. But anyway, until next time. All right. Wait, do I want me to do the whole sign-off thing oh, here? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I suppose. Take right. us out. Cool. All right. So, first round KO. For, well, for now, find us on SoundCloud. And going forward, definitely on Stitcher and iTunes. Yes. Those two will remain consistent. Right. SoundCloud, start looking for that transition period yeah. down as well. We'll let you know if it, when it's not on SoundCloud. Right. So there's that. Um, and we should probably just even just put out a little blurb on SoundCloud anyway, like a little, yes. like a minute little blurb saying, hey, I can hide everything else and put just that. Right. Like, on hey, the page. We've, we've switched. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, this, I can do that. This will be something. I don't know. We, the backup plan, uh, essentially. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud will probably be a backup plan. Yes. Um, actually, I don't even know if you want to do that because you'd still have to pay money for a backup plan. That wouldn't be wise. Well, I, I cannot pay, and all my stuff would still be there. It would just be hidden to the public. Ah, you're right. Yes. You're right. So, yeah, backup plan. Uh, so there's that. One thing that will be transitioned are these, social media. Follow us on Facebook, First Round KO. That's a thing we do. Mm-hmm. Instagram. First round KO. Mm-hmm. That is also a thing we do. Mm-hmm. Twitter, follow Kyle at uh, Olson2K18. Follow myself in the last semester as a college media student. I'm ready. Somewhat. At Connor underscore seven. Follow the podcast. Follow the podcast at FRKO Podcast. Which we are most active on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I would keep a lookout this Sunday because Royal Rumble. <laughs> If we think about it, we'll live tweet it. Even though I don't think I'll think about it. I don't think any of us will because we'll be too busy marking out half the time. Yo, I'm so glad for our for our, for our gek. I'm so glad for our, I'm so happy. I'm so excited for the, for, uh, the Rumble on Sunday for a few reasons. Yeah. One of which because the Rumble. Two of which. Uh, second reason. I fucking love watching the Rumble with you guys. Three of which. My special guest. <laughs> um, and I have a fourth reason that I will not disclose yet. Um, There's a fourth reason none of y'all know about. Another it. thing that you have to start plugging more obviously is the YouTube channel for sure. Yes, yes, on YouTube. The YouTube channel. We have churning out yeah, content on there. Churning out content. First little mini movie was posted so good. A, a few days ago. Um and uh speaking take- of the YouTube channel, uh both Royal Rumble predictions and NXT Takeover Phoenix predictions. Oh, that's a thing. That's a thing. Are we watching that thing this weekend? If I'm off, yes. Cool. We, we would be here. But, yeah. But, I don't care. Like, uh, predictions, I th- we're going to talk about it in the podcast, but we're not going to give official predictions in the podcast. We're going to do predictions strictly on YouTube from now on because that's where a lot of the wrestling uh, market is. Um, yeah. Sounds, so, we'll about talk right. about it on the podcast, but we won't give official predictions. But, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, predictions out this week. Two separate videos. Watch out for those. But, anyway. Yeah, uh, and then TikTok, I believe mine is kind of more six. I've been very dry on it because, like, break, I've just been kind of... I'm still going. Yeah, you're... I'm st- still... <laughs> yeah, I'm still cranking out some Yeah, content. break, I kind of... I, I, I disconnected just a, just a wee bit, and then I just got busy with, like, family See, just coming I get, in and out. I get bored, and then I make, like, four or five of them at a time. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to do that, but, like, I had a bunch of families just right. randomly coming no, in. I was that's like, fair. I was like, fuck, I don't have a time to do this yeah. without everyone thinking I'm weird. But mine's um, Olsen K13? Yes. Yep. Uh, but, yeah. 
Anyway, until next time. Catch us the next time this week. Like the lake is down in Michigan. Had a good year, kinda tired. We're the Michelin at the finish line. Go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots. That's extended mag. I don't mean to brag. You smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function. I'm a tennis stag, stone cold bachelor, acid rap and chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance. We are. You see me as a challenge to manage your intuition.